Good day, everybody. How are you? Ugh. Happy Tuesday. My throat's extremely dry, you guys. It was since yesterday. I haven't figured it out yet. I wasn't the only one who said it. It felt like there wasn't enough oxygen in the air yesterday. Everybody was struggling to breathe. I was like, what? This is not normal. But you just go with it, right? It is what it is. But I always got to know the why. It's driving me crazy. And God's not telling me. He's just like, you have to have faith in the process and know that whatever you're going through, it'll be good in the end. I love weeks like this. I feel tormented on the inside, not understanding the why. So yesterday, you guys, yesterday was Monday. Yesterday was the day to set a personal goal for the month, possibly even a long-term one. You know, I, there was a point I realized some woman came into the shelter and she sat us all down and she goes, what, where do you see yourself? How much money is it going to take for you to maintain that lifestyle? Now, what career is going to maintain it that is within the lines of your passion? And I, I knew at some point going through my addiction, I wanted to be an addiction counselor. I just hadn't fully understood addiction yet. A little bit better today. I don't know what was up with the tea yesterday, you guys. My taste buds were way off. But um, it was within that week, I went down and I started, I applied to our community college university. And then um, I started getting my transcripts and stuff ready. And then somehow uh, Grand Canyon University, which is the university that I attend now, contacted me. I think I filled a survey out online for, in curiosity for, um, faith-based universities. I was curious because I was very deep into my faith. It took my faith with God to get through my addiction. So it, I was curious and they contacted me and it was like, boom, in a week I was approved in getting my loan signed up. It was crazy. It was just that fast. But I knew once I decided to go for it, it was all in. Did that because God is talking to me. He's bringing me peace and comfort into my life. And he's just reminding me some things in my own personal inner struggles. Um, things that are true to my life. See, he's using me to speak to me. Very beautiful. But I knew once I wanted it, it was just a drive in me. It was a drive. I couldn't stop. I was going to go one way or another. Um, and I ended up not going to the local university. I'm really grateful because faith-based was online was just, it was a fit. God placed me where I fit once I let him, um, you know, take me through the process. You know, and it was a process, but it was a beautiful process. Um, I remember setting that goal, though. It was such an internal goal. I was going to do something every day and make sure that I was doing everything I possibly could, like calling all the schools, 
my schools didn't even have my transcript at some point in time. I remember calling my graduating high school and they're like, we lost it. We can't find it in your file. How can you not find my transcripts? Because I had attended a university when I was 18 for like six months. I was like, there's no way because I knew for this particular university, you had to have them. You had, they had to. So I had to get them from you guys. Well, come to find out they had two files on me. But I had already, I had already tracked down from the original university, you know, because I'm that kind of searcher. I will find it. And I went to the original university when I went to it at 18 and I asked them, I was like, listen, the high school lost my transcripts. Do you have anything? They were, they were able to dig up some stuff. You know, there's a lot of people and here's a neat trick, you guys. There's so many people and I've been through this before. You've lost birth certificates. You've lost social security cards. You've lost your children's things over time. I know I went through a divorce and my ex-husband kept everything because that's the kind of man he was. He couldn't just let the kids have their things. No, no. He had to keep it all for himself. And it's a disgusting parent behavior. Let me point it out to anybody who knows a parent like that, a mother, a father, anybody like that. I see women like that too. Women are like that. They will keep everything. They won't just let their children have what is theirs. Um, so he kept everything. I had to backtrack. I had to backtrack to all the schools. I had to backtrack to every place they had immunizations. Like, I'm smart on some things. On some things, you guys. Not all things, man. Those things, though, like, I was able to find. Like this. So if you are ever missing those type of items, you're talking your social security card, birth certificate, those things, start backtracking your places of employment. They had to have them. And if they didn't require them, then you're working at the wrong job because jobs should be keeping that information about the people they employ. And if they're not, they're not doing background research on the employees. And they should. We should be making sure you know who's in the workplace. But that's a little tip for anybody who's ever been like, well, I'm stuck. I don't have any of that information, but it's out there. All of your information is out there if you've ever been employed. So you guys, yesterday, what did I focus on? Work, work, came home to think thought about my goals i'm really tired i don't know why i'm tired unusually tired and i feel dehydrated and i'm drinking a lot of water but i thought about my goals and yesterday i almost caved because i exercise three times a day now the big one in the morning one at four and one at eight o'clock at night and yes you guys i do exercise at eight o'clock at night because it's a simple 20 minute floor exercise and it feels good to finish the day with it I like it. I enjoy it. It makes me feel good. And it's that just that last umph of the day to do something. I have the time. So I sat and thought about my goals. My diet was one. And this is what I do, you guys. My diet. Exercise. Okay. Um... There's a couple of things I'm letting go personal in my life. A couple of behaviors. Um, 
Okay, so I know, and if you want, like I used to write it out very, very long. I used to write out a prayer with it too, okay? Write it out where it fits for you. And then do something every day to work towards these goals. So my diet and exercise, you know what? Here I am. I've already started my day exercising. I know I'm going to stick to my diet. Um, I'm not going to cave. I wanted to cave so bad yesterday. I sat there about 8 o'clock last night like, I want a cookie. This is this sucks. I want to just go make a batch of cookies. That's what I felt like. I want to go make a batch of cookies. I have everything I need. I can just make them right now. Eat some cookie dough. Bake a cookie. Be good. Like, I'd be kosher for the night. I'd be happy. Be relaxed. I was like, oh, but I gave my word. See, once I make a verbal commitment to God, then I have to stick to it. It's a commitment. That's why you have to put systems in place to make these commitments, to stick to them. When you just do it in your mind, your mind will trick you out of doing these commitments. Okay? That's why it's important when you're making commitments like this to write it down. My calendar sits over here, right here on this wall. So I look at it every day when I sit down, do my videos. The first thing I see every day is my goals of the month. What's been going on? Because I write everything down on my calendar. Everything that I've been through, everything I go through goes on my calendar. Everything. Um, you have to write it down. You have to put it where you see it every day to make the effort. If you just keep that information in your mind, your mind is going to trick you out of it. I've went one step further and I've actually told somebody, like I, I actually stepped outside of myself and this is very unusual. You guys, I, I rarely involve anybody in my personal life like this, but I knew my mind would try to trick me out of some of this stuff. I would get lazy. I would want to make excuses. So I told a friend, I said, this is what I'm going to do. This was the friend that suggested the jumping jacks, you guys. So I knew once I said that, I wasn't going to BS them. Like it would be obvious if I was lying because I would obviously look the same in a couple of weeks versus what I look like now. Tastes so dry. Everything tastes so dry. Even the tea tastes dry, like my taste buds, you guys. So that's what I do. And tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And five days a week, I'll do the jumping jacks. And the other two days, I just do my regular floor exercises because they're simple and they stretch my muscles, is what they do. Um, so that is something working towards my goal. My diet is one, is just maintaining it. And if I look at it every day, seeing the X's, that makes me feel good. That makes me know that I'm achieving it. I'm doing it. It's all right. Um, you know, it's just getting into the, it's reacclimating my body into that, that habit of knowing what to expect for uh, meals, for a schedule. You know, I just have to get it out of expecting to have a cookie. And even though that sounds really small, you guys, like, I eat nothing else that's sweetened. I don't eat candy. I don't eat donuts. I don't eat any of that stuff. I don't. Okay? Um, fruit and veggies. And my soup is kale and uh, cabanzo beans and potatoes and celery and ginger. That's it. That's what I eat every day. 
so um it's hard to let go of something that sweet god says there's something better at the end of this challenge so i will believe in that so i wanted to show you guys how i do my monthly goals and because this schedule and you can't really see it i guess because the yeah, I don't have the best camera on my computer and I really don't care to buy a better one. But as you can see, um, this now is a blank slate for the month. Okay. Every day, sometimes I go through stuff emotional and I write it down here. Last month I did that. I wrote having a really bad day, having a really tough day. Today is better. God showed me this. I always write everything down. Then I can look through the month and see my growth, you guys. This is such a great tool to have a calendar like this and a calendar that represents you. See, mine, this was Psalms. I found this online. It was so beautiful. It was the Psalms calendar. I want to get another one like this. You know, it's just beautiful. It represents my personality. But find one that represents you that brings out the goodness in you. And that way you can start sharing with yourself and be honest with yourself in your daily routine. And as you get further in the month, you're going to start seeing your growth. And what a beautiful thing. That will motivate you to keep you going when you start seeing your growth. That's why this is such a useful tool to do it this way where you can see it. And the reason you want it where you can see it is because we are visual creatures. All of us humans are visual. When we see something, it triggers in our brain and it does something, especially when it's a good, good or bad. But when it's something good like this, it triggers that reward system in your brain because you see that you're achieving something, right? This is an actual system in the limbic part of the brain, which is the center part of the brain, right? It's called the reward system. What happens is a reward system, something pleasant happened. You see something pleasant. You taste something pleasant, okay? And it triggers that what they call the reward system. The reward system releases the dopamine and the serotonin in your brain, which creates the habit of, ooh, I like that. It feels good. Like being kind creates that dopamine and that serotonin. It, it's like, ooh, I like that. That feels good. Um, doing something like this triggers that reward system and releases that dopamine and serotonin. Um, most of the time this actually this does i just know that my taste buds are off i don't know maybe i need to switch to juice for a while i don't know what the deal is maybe i just drank so many of those vegetable smoothies last week it threw my taste buds off and now the store doesn't have any more so anyway you guys this is a good way to, and you got to create that mental habit, that reward system. You have to create the mental process in your brain to release that dopamine and serotonin by putting things like this in your life and doing things. You have to do it. You have to step forward, okay, and put the systems in place in your life that are good for you. There was one point in time I decided I liked reading and I need to make time for it. And um, 
I did every in the evening. I always read. I love to read. Um, it's, it's comforting. I read as a young child, I read more than I did my homework. Um, it was getting me into trouble. In fact, I was reading so much, um, earlier this year, let's see if I can even get into Earlier this year, I started with reading uh, spiritual. Um, I started reading spiritual books, like um, educational books, to help me understand the process of letting the Holy Spirit guide, um, loving others, be making commitments, sticking with commitments, um, learning to. Um, be compassionate and understanding. Actually, learning how to be a team member, say within a church setting, um, within any friendship or relationship. I've read a lot of books like that um, to educate myself because I had made so many poor choices. I didn't know how to be that. So since I didn't know how to be those things, I educated myself to become those things. I also educated myself a lot in being. Um, like the Proverbs 31 woman and the Proverbs 31 man. I really spent some time watching and reading everything I could on that. Um, and lo and behold, you know, God has sculpted me into that. Truly. It's a beautiful, like, I I can actually say, I am, I am that. I am a Proverbs 31 and I think that picture, not, not that one, that one right there. Okay. It's a picture of my children, I, and our dog. And it says, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I took that picture in March or April and I had it put on that. And I chose that first thinking, no, I told God, no, that ain't true about me. But that's the verse he wanted, and now I actually look at it, and I believe it. I do believe that. I do. I am. I have put a lot of work into becoming who I should have been a long time ago. So, you guys, another thing that I did was the reading, which triggers the dopamine and serotonin. If you get the right thing, like if it's something that triggers you, man, it will get you, like, and it takes a lot. Listen, you guys, it takes a lot for me to find something I truly enjoy, like, if I get up out of my seat and I get excited, that's a lot. Like, it takes a lot to get me that excited for a movie, for a book, anything like that. So on the week of July 20th, I think I ordered this on July 21st. I ordered my first book set, right? My boss told me about Court of Thorns and Roses, you guys. And the library did not have it. I was like, this is the most, this is a very popular book set. I've, I've researched it. I had to research it. Um, and my boss was telling me about it without any spoilers, thank God. And I was like, I've got to read that. But the thing was, it was about, it had fairies. It was fantasy in a way. And I was like, okay, it's out of my norm. I'm very logical on some things. I like murder mystery and I like documentaries. I love documentaries. That's, I love it. Um, so like I said, it takes a lot to get me 
to get excited about something that isn't real. <laughs> so let me pull my chair over here so I can set this book set down. So I ordered this and I got it in two days and I had just finished a book that was, that, um, was really good. So I got this and I opened it, you guys, I opened it on one of my, my lives. I remember opening it and I was so excited because I took the first book out and there's three books, you guys. There's three, Court of Thorns and Roses, Court of Mist and the Fury. Oh, this one. <laughs> this one was really good. <laughs> Court of Wings and Ruin. Um, and I just finished this one. So you guys, the first one was intense. It was intense because it built me up. The first one built me up. I was like, I was, I was so into it, but yet I was so confused at what was going to happen in the end. I was like, you got me into it. What the, what? That's all I could think. You got me into it. You got me into it, Sarah Mass. Now what? 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 This doesn't, this isn't the end. This isn't finished. That's what I thought. This isn't finished. I was excited. I've never been into a book like this, you guys. It's been a while. And I was like, oh, well, that's how you end. Good thing I got all three, you guys. It's worth getting the whole book set because if you wait, you might as well. Because listen, if I would have had to wait, I would have probably cried. So then came the Court of Mist and Fury. And you guys, this book turned me inside out. And I'm not even kidding. I don't know what other word to describe with this, but I got pulled from the inside out and it changed me. I was meant to read this book set. See, if you allow God to bring things true to you, because how it happened was I was sitting there going, now I'm going to finish this book. I really want to read something fun. I want to read something fun. Now, I don't have a lot of, I don't do fun things in my life just for the fun of it. Everything serves a purpose. It either serves a purpose or I don't do it. I don't waste a lot of time. And I was like, God, I really want to read something fun. I've been reading a lot of educational stuff. I just want to, I want to just kind of chillax with a book. I want to have something I can enjoy that's, you know, that I don't need to absorb everything and learn. And so we were sitting around the table and all of a sudden books came up and my boss was talking about this, but the way she talked about it, I swear the girl in this book was me. I was listening to my boss and the, it's about a girl named Faye. And I'm not even going to say very much because you can find real good non-spoiler reviews on YouTube. Okay. But it's that good. And I'm not a mystical fairy person. I had to step outside of myself to read this. But when my boss was talking about it, I was like, you're talking about me. Like, that sounds like my life. What? I don't know. What? I was like, I got to read that book. 
I got really excited on the inside. I could feel my heart. It was an excitement that it, it was soul deep. So I, I did the review and then I searched it at the library. They didn't have it. Couldn't get it ordered in. Couldn't really get it. I was like, but if I get the audiobook, I'm not all the way listening to it. Here's the thing with audiobooks, you guys. You're able to listen to audiobooks and do other things. So you're not fully engaging in the story. I have to fully engage in everything I do. I don't like multitasking. Something always gets the worst end of the stick the less energy. So I wanted to actually read the words. I wanted to take the time. I didn't want an audiobook. When I started reading it, this first book, I was like, I feel like that's me. I felt myself in this book. I did. And I couldn't stop. I was like, I got to keep going. So then when I got to this book, I was like, I wish this was me. That's what I thought. I want to be in this. I want that to be me. I want that in my life. There was things I suddenly felt in this book, you guys. Like I felt the experiences she was having. And I was like, I want to have that. I was like, I want to experience that. I want to feel that. I, you guys, it is an adult book. I wouldn't, I mean, I'm sure there's, I would have read this at 14. I'm not going to lie. At 14, I was reading books like this, but I was a very well-rounded, you know, I knew some things about the world. I had been reading books for quite a long time. So this was nothing new to my book palette. Um, I was mature enough to handle what was it within the book. Uh, but man, I could feel it. I could feel it. I was just like, wow. Suddenly I wanted things in my life because of this book. It's taking me back. And I still want those things. I hope I get those things. We'll see. And then this one, this one represented my growth. Because see, some things happen to Faye in these books. She had to grow from who she used to be. She was a very dark, empty person. She was a very dark, empty person in the beginning of the book. And in this one, I saw my growth in myself. I saw how I'd grown. It's like, that's me. I've grown, I've changed. So it's interesting when you allow God to bring you certain things, he will bring what's true to you to you. I mean, of course I had to order the book set, but it was well worth it. And as I have finished it you guys i just finished it last night it's taken me since the end of june i've kind of taken my time with the last book the first two i read real quick i was just eating it up and even the second one as i'm looking at it i'm like i still want those things there's things i haven't had in my life 
that I really want. And I hope I get. But you guys, this is such a great book set. If any of you are looking for something in that realm, or you're trying to understand, you know, how to pick a book, allow it to come to you, allow it to just kind of pop onto your plate and you're like, that's it. Okay. Because you're going to find yourself in those stories. Like I found myself, I was Faye. Just as I find myself in every single Bible story. Okay. I'm in there. I'm Abraham. I'm Sarah. I'm Eve. I'm Adam. I've made poor choices. I've blamed others for my mistakes. I'm each one of those characters in that book. So when I read a book, I try to find myself in it and learn something about myself. This is how you grow, is finding yourself in something like that and starting to see yourself like, that's me. That's, that's me. It'll change you. This book really changed me, you guys. And it was like, I can't remember how much I spent for the book set. Let's see. It was $34.75. And now it's out of stock. Look at that. But you guys, it was 35 bucks well spent. And now that I'm done with it, you guys, um, I'm actually, because the library didn't have it, I'm going to donate it to my local library. Why? Because they didn't have it. And I love the library. And they also order books that they don't have if they have the funding for it. Um, earlier this year, oh, Girl Be Gone, I think that's what the book was called. I saw it on Facebook. I saw it floating around, floating around. And I finally read the review about it. And it was about a little girl that had been molested by her father for years. Okay. So naturally trying to understand myself in what I had been through, I wanted to read this book. There was something that drew me to this book and God wanted me. This is how God works. It kept coming up on my Facebook and I kept wanting it. Like I wanted it. When I sat down and actually thought about it, I was like, I really want to read this. It sounds disturbing, but that's how we figure ourselves out. You guys, when you've been through trauma, you have to go through the trauma you have to read about, you have to educate yourself about it to understand it, to understand yourself and why you become the way you become. So this book kept cycling through my life. So I finally called the library. They didn't have it, but they said if it was approved, they would order it. I thought, okay, I really want this book. So I thought, you know what, before I even order it, I'm going to ask them. So I filled out their little thing and two weeks later, it was in, and I read it. And I was actually, I just moved into this apartment. That book changed me. It was very well depicted. Um, the understanding of being molested as a little girl. It, 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 it helped me understand why I turned inward. It was such a well-written book. It was fascinated me and I learned something from myself because I was that little girl in there 
um, maybe not her specific age, but I understood the mind workings of what she was going through. And suddenly I got it because I was rereading it and seeing the words. I was able to address my own issues with inside of myself and be able to look at it clearly as if it was written in a book and be like, okay, that's why I turn inward. Because it helps me escape from everything because I still struggle with that. To this day, when I don't like something or I'm not sure how to handle things, I turn inward and I push people away. But it came from that. I learned that from that book. See, God will bring you the things you need to heal you. So when I got finished with that book and I was taking it back to the library, I'd had it in my purse and the cover ripped. I felt so bad and it only ripped like that much, but that's still a lot. The book was brand new until it came into my hands. And I, I had to explain to him, I was like, it was in my purse and it ripped and I apologize. So now that I bought this book set, I'm going to give that to them to kind of replace what I broke <laughs> and that they don't have it. And there's, I mean, there's nothing else I can do with this book set. You guys, so many of us want to hang on to things we will never use again. I will never read this book set again. I've read it once, I'm done with it, and I need to let it go to others for them to enjoy. So I really want to give this out into the community because man, I wish it would have been there for me, you know? So anyway, that's a good book set. I wanted to touch base on that. And I'm tired, you guys. Oh, so there's some good habits that release serotonin and dopamine, you guys. And the reason I bring the brain work into play because it's so very important. When I spoke of on Friday, the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers song, come to decide that the things that I try were in my life just to get high on. Okay, you guys, when you think about that, dopamine and serotonin is what gets us high. Okay. That is why people take chemically altered drugs to force release that chemical in our brain. We need to find the things that are natural to us. I had a guy tell me that watching people bail hay got him high. And that wasn't the words he used, but that's what he meant. And I was like, see what God does? He puts these natural things in the world for us to get high on. Okay. For me, this book. Oh, oh. Second one. Really, it did. Like I couldn't. Even last night, last night as I was finishing it, I'm sitting on my couch and my son's sitting at the table playing his video games and I'm reading it and I'm screaming. I'm screaming out loud. Ah, I can't believe this. This book. Oh, yeah, I can't believe this. What is going on? Oh. And I'm like, you know, my son, he doesn't know how to react. He's just like, there's mom going crazy again, just screaming out loud. But that's what it does, you guys, when you get that release. And I found the things I've I found the things in my life that get me high that are natural. Readings one, setting goals another. What gets you high, you guys? Really? I want to use that word. So many of us are scared to say it. What in your life gets you naturally high? What gives you that drive? That passion? What gets you high like that? Like, yeah. Like, jump out of your seat. I've done it for some movies. Not all. It's very rare I will find a TV show or a movie that gets me out of my seat. If you get me out of my seat, you're then it's good. 
it's twisting something in me. And I like that twist. I don't like to watch something that doesn't twist my inner guts. I got to be twisted to enjoy it. <laughs> so you guys, that's going to be the challenge. What things in your life get you naturally high? That spark that fire in you. Do you pursue it? What do you do with it? Do you water it? Do you cultivate it? To continue like reading. I set aside a time every day. I cultivate a time to enjoy reading. I make sure I set a time every day for my goals. What do you do to cultivate that high in the thing that naturally gets you high? Do you do anything? Do you run from it? I'm speaking from experience now. Because there's other things in my life. And I don't want to talk about those things right now. So those are for me only. So yesterday we were in chapter 14. And it was about Abraham going to get Lot. Okay. Because Lot had been captured by Sod, the king of Sod, Sodom and Gomorrah, all of those. And Abraham had his 318 servants trained and he went and he got the possessions and he got Lot and he brought them back. And the king of Sodom came to Abraham and he goes, you can keep the possessions. I want the people. Why? Because even back then they understood flesh was for hire. Flesh is resellable. Why do you think human trafficking is such a big deal? You can resell a girl several times until basically she's dead. As sad as it is to say it that way, it is that way. And that's how people who are in the flesh for trade business, that's where their mind goes. Here's this young girl. We can sell her over and over and over again until basically she's dead. We'll keep her copacetic. We'll keep her filled with drugs. And we'll keep her going so she can sell herself over and over again to make us money. And we'll make her think that she's choosing because we're keeping her high. That's the way it works. Why? Because I know somebody who came out of that. She was brainwashed. Like abuse will brainwash you. Human trafficking brainwashes the women that are in there. They don't truly want to do that. They believe it's the only life they have to live. So just like back in them days. See, it was going on way back then. This is why God wanted to destroy the earth to begin with. Because look at the heart of man. Give them a little knowledge. They want to take flesh. And they want to do these despicable things. And look at us now. We're stealing children. Out of backyards. So that we can sell them have sexual relations with disgusting old men who can't keep it together. Ooh, why did I touch up on that? You guys. So, Abraham told the king of Sodom, no. I have not taken anything that wasn't mine, not a single strap, not a string of anything. Nothing was stolen unless you want to look me in the eye and tell me I had. 
I haven't stole anything. I'm not giving you anything. Why? Because he had the authority of God. Because God was residing in him. And in verse 24 of chapter 14, and this was the last verse, except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me after Eshkol and Memre, let them take their portion. That was Abraham telling Sodom that, no, everybody's taken their portion. Nobody's taken anything from you. We haven't stolen anything. He's accounting to the king like, no. You haven't stolen anything, and I'm not giving you anything. You're not having anything. Nothing. Go, Abraham. Yeah. So in chapter 15, after these things, comfortable. Okay. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your exceedingly great reward. I like that verse. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? See, and I go, what will you, see, and I go childless, and the heir of my house is Elsner of Damascus. Then Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. He believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur, out of Chaldeans, to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? Inherit it. So he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, and a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all of these to him and cut them in two. Down the middle placed each piece opposite of the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. I guess somebody's in a hurry this morning. Now, when the sun was going down, the sleep fell upon Abraham. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. And he said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them. And they will afflict them 400 years. And also the nation whom they served, I will judge. Afterward, they shall come out with great possessions. Now, as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace and you shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here for ink. Inequity of the Amorites is not yet complete. I got to look up the definition of this word and exactly how to pronounce it because I feel I'm saying it wrong. In it, okay. 
Okay, so gross immorality or ingested wickedness. So the wickedness of the Amorites are not done yet. So God's still allowing them to continue their wickedness. So it wasn't time yet. That's what he was saying. Their time of being wicked isn't done yet, Abraham. Um, and it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham saying, to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Canaanites, the Kenizzites, the Kamatis, the ha the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephraim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Okay. To your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt. Okay, so to your descendants, I've given this land. And right now, this land inhibits all of these wicked people. That's what God was saying. This land does inhabit all these wicked people, okay? But in four generations, your descendants are going to come back here. Because see what happened, what, what God was telling Abraham. Time to go back home. Okay, you guys. So what God was saying, I'm just going to draw this plot of land. Okay, here's God, as always, Abraham. Okay, now, Abraham was going to have a son. One, two, three, four generations, right? We got four generations. I need to make that smaller. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, so we got two, three, four generations, right? After Abraham. This was the land that God promised right here. Okay. Now these four generations right here, they ended up in uh, What God was talking about, and I'm going to tell you right now, okay? Um, he said to Abraham, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them for 400 years. So, right? They were in the land of Egypt and they were slaves, Okay, 
for 400 years. God is telling, God is prophesizing through Abraham. And this was all true. After Abraham, Abraham had his son Isaac, which we'll find out later down. This will all come through, you guys. But I want to lay out the history now. God is telling Abraham, where you're at right now, this is the land your descendants will come back to. But they're not going to be here right after you. They're going to go forward and they're going to be in the land of Egypt. And they are going to be slaves for 400 years. They will be afflicted. They will be slaves. And they were. The, the Israelites were afflicted. Very much so. Um, he goes, they will have to come back. And when they come back, this will work. This is the land they will come back to. And they will have great and many things. That's when the nations will grow. But you, Abraham, you're just going to live your life now. You're going to die of an old age. You'll be buried. It'll all be good. And God is telling Abraham, right now, you know, you got all the enemies over here, but I'm, trust me. When your descendants come back, the enemies are going to go. See, God doesn't tell you all the details when he prophesies through you. Okay, you guys, I'm going to tell you, I'm from experience. He never told me all the details. He never does. Even now, there are things in my life I know are going to happen, but I don't have all the details. I just have to trust the process. And that's the hardest part. That's what God's teaching me right now. That's my spiritual goal. It's really trusting the process and not allowing my mind to get caught up in the society view of things. Because see, what's spiritually going on is not what is actually in the flesh going on. It's quite different thing when you're unveiled to God's plan for you. So what may be seen as not normal is quite normal. And let me think, I got to think of an experience for this, you guys. Oh, you want me to bring that up again? Okay, the girl that spit in my face, when she spit in my face in jail, and you've heard me talk about this. And I use this because it was it was such a game changer in my life. When she spit in my face, what the world saw was a girl who got upset and angry at me and wanted to get revenge, spit in my face and wanted to fight me. Okay? What they saw from me, somebody who couldn't fight just don't know how to fight. I don't fight. I won't hit somebody. I don't know how. Um, and good for me. I'm proud of that. But even on a deeper level, you guys, that's what the human flesh eyes saw. But was really going on with spiritual warfare at its finest, you guys. When she was spitting, when she spit me in my face, okay, that was the Pharisee rising up in her, okay. That was the Pharisee, her, the deep, ugly part of her rising up and actually spitting on the kingdom of God that was rising up in me. She wasn't actually spitting on me. And it wasn't her, it wasn't her soul that God created that was spitting on me. It was something darker that resided in her. She had lost control. She was gone. 
She was gone. She lost control of her emotions to the darker part inside of her, to her own self, her own ego self. It wasn't even the enemy, you guys. There's no Satan. Let's get this correct. She didn't lose control to Satan. She lost control to a darker part of herself that she hadn't gained control of yet. So since she lost control, that part of her spit on me, but it wasn't really spitting on me. It was trying to provoke the flesh in me to try to ruin what God was cultivating in me, which was the kingdom of God. Now, if I would have reacted, I mean, I would have came back from that, but it really would have messed things up. You know, she would have been validated in her behavior. That ego, that Pharisee would have been validated in their behavior. But because I turned around and I didn't respond, it wasn't validated. In fact, it probably irritated that ego. And I really did win the battle in that. But truly, on a deeper sense, God was residing me, residing in me in that moment, you guys. That moment she spit in my face. Because I had taken a step back in my body. I could feel it. I was there, but I wasn't really in control. It was like I let go. Huh. I let go. I let go. I was scared she was going to punch me in my face. And I'm really reflecting on this deeper, you guys, because there's a reason God is bringing this up through me. He's trying to show me something. I remember the moment she walked up into my face. And I thought she was going to hit me. And I was ready to take it. I was just like, oh, man, I'm not going to back down, but I'm not going to hit her back. I'm just going to take it. I'm going to have to take it. I just took a breath and she spit on me. She spit right in my face. And you know what I saw when she spit in my face? Cause I took a step back. Like I didn't really take it personally. The flesh in me saw who I became when I was drinking. That was me when I took that first drink. I told my counselor this, this is the very reason the core, the essence of why I will never take another drink again. I saw, I saw, I, God showed me with that experience who I was when I took that first drink. And I'd done that to somebody. I'm not saying I spit in their face, but I got in their face intoxicated. I all but terrorized this person. And you know what? That's what they saw. So that's why I know I'll never drink again. But it doesn't change what I've done. Back to the story. That was deep. God brought that up. We reflected on that all day. Ugh. Um... So that, why would I bring that up? Kingdom of God, why did I bring that up? Why was the point of that story? God, what was the point? Where did we start? It's generations, you see, I got lost. Generations, Abraham, to 
trust in the Lord, to take a step back, not to know all the details, just trust in the process. And, um, oh, and not everything that happens is like, because we were talking about what you may see in the flesh is not really what's underlying going on spiritually. And in that case, I'm giving you guys a very, that's like the most perfect example in my life of a lot of things. That was a game changer, that moment in my life. It changed some, it changed a lot of things for me about how I saw myself, about how I saw who I used to be, about myself, about my inner strength. Because I was able to let go and allow God to reside in me. And he was the one who took the brunt of it. And I didn't feel. I wasn't offended. I felt bad for her. I didn't understand the why. Like why, why, why? I get it now. I get it now. So you guys, what you may see in the flesh, it's not what's going on spiritually. It's a whole different ballgame. But in order for you to see those kind of things, you have to have a relationship with God. And in order to create that relationship with God, you can't do it out of greed or a blackened heart. A lot of people may sit back and go, well, maybe if I do just enough to gain just enough power, it doesn't work that way anymore. God doesn't allow that. God put me through some rigorous lessons before he allowed me certain knowledge. Lessons of my heart. And many of those lessons, I looked like a fool, but I did the right thing. I don't know why we're reflecting on this. Hmm. God's got me reflecting. Anyway, you guys. So a recap. What did we talk about? We talked about setting goals for this month. Get a calendar, you guys. I invite you to get a happy calendar. Get a good, happy calendar. Something that like, yeah, it gets you motivated. When you see it, it makes your heart go, yes. You get excited. Something like that. You know, the beginning of the month, write it out. Write what's in your heart. Write, when you start feeling that goal, like, there, like I said, I used to write out full sentences. My heart felt those goals. It was like a prayer. I want to achieve this, blah, 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 and I'd say a whole prayer, and I'd write it out. I'd write my heart on there. Um, and write milestones. Write whatever it's going to take to keep you going. For me, I set alarms every day. I set alarms to remind me of my exercises at four and at eight. And that alarm is particularly meant to motivate me, regardless of I'm doing it for me. This is my goal and I have to stay motivated for myself. And so this alarm is particularly reminding me that I need to do things for myself and I need to keep going. I just have to do it because I wanted it that bad. And it reminds me of the moment I wanted it that bad. So I keep going. You can write down every day, you guys, the ups and the downs. Look at your growth. Start analyzing yourself and seeing yourself grow. Really, it's like watching It's like watching my children grow. I'm watching myself grow when I'm writing on there every day, the ups and downs. And then I reflect and I'm like, dang, I've been through some stuff this month. But I'm getting through it. I'm learning myself. This is how we grow, you guys. 
Um, another good one was to, we talked about releasing dopamine and serotonin in the reward system, which is within the limbic system of the brain. You guys, this is a real thing. These are, these are the terms used within the system of the brain there. Okay. So the limbic system is in the center of the brain, right? Cause you've got the part of your, you got this frontal lobe right here, and then you got this. I forgot what it is. It starts with a C. It's a different kind of lobe back here, right? So you got the frontal lobe where everything comes in through, but in the center is where everything processes. Okay. And it's got all the sensories and it controls like the motor systems, the sensories, all of that. Okay. As well as the reward system. The reward system is so important because we create our own reward system. You guys, we control how our brain processes things. So if you're intaking good things that bring you happiness, you know, like reading, this was such a good habit. You guys, this is so exciting to look that I actually finished this. This is an achievement for me. I did it. And I'm excited for the next whatever book I read. You know, all these goals, those are triggering that reward system in my brain, okay? And it's releasing that dopamine and serotonin, which our body, it, it's that happy feeling. And we're like, ha, ah, ah, ha, ah, ha, you know, ha. Ah. And the more good we do for ourselves and others, you guys, being kind to others does this for me too. This is why I give out so much. That Halloween thing was a big one. I love that. That was fun. It was really fun. Achieving goals, my schoolwork, those things all are good for me. They release that dopamine and serotonin. The same thing many of us will chase in a substance. Um... You know, in the beginning, alcohol did make me feel good. It made me feel um, bold. It made me feel um, outgoing where I normally wasn't. But truly, it ended, it ended up being my master and I was its slave. So you guys, in speaking of masters and slaves, you know, let's recap the chapter 15. What a beautiful chapter. You know, God's talking to Abraham and and, and prophesying through him. Detailed. God is detailed. Do you notice details? He's like 400 years, four generations. They're going to be in Egypt. They're going to be afflicted, but I'm going to bring them out and they're going to have many possessions. So Abraham, this land that you're residing in, yes, you have all the, the enemies residing here, but eventually your descendants will come back and we're going to drive them out. But you are going to reside here. You'll die here as an old man and four generations down the road the israelites your descendants are going to be slaves and i'm going to bring them out and bring them home god it's so detailed it's so beautiful so guys that is a recap the goal of the day what gets you high naturally high you guys let's keep it straight nothing substance nothing like that no like goals what kind of goal think about it get you excited now i have things that make me more excited than this i do but i don't, i'm not going to talk about them they're very personal you don't have to talk about them out loud in your mind in your heart what is your heart saying what really gets you excited what really drives you that drive that's your passion that's where you start finding your passion at is when you follow that drive are you following that drive now, I struggle with that sometimes, too, because I feel like my drive is misleading. Like every time I follow my drive, it seems like I'm hitting some resistance. And in that resistance, I get scared and I back away and I run. 
the opposite direction. That's what I do. Instead of just following the drive, like I should do. But that's me trying to defeat the fear right now. So I love you guys. Happy Tuesday. You have your challenge. I'll post a song of the day. And God bless.